0: Oh, 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 oh. I had to be scared. The city was sticky and crude. Maybe ha, ha, I should not have a bunch first, but I was dying to get to you. I was dreaming. Open wide. This fever for you. All right, you're probably wondering what in the hell is this random thing that I have dropped into your feed with no context. If you can believe it, it's actually Frankie Grande, brother of pop superstar Ariana Grande, performing not as Thomas Andrews, but as a character simply named Victor Garber in an off-Broadway musical entitled Titanic. And A lot of you have probably already heard of this. I have had several listeners send me links to this information and clips, links to the clips as well, which is why I'm doing this episode. But for those of you who may not know what Titanic is, it is currently the toast of New York's off-Broadway scene. Here is what the show is about from its own website. This is at Titanic's own website, which I will link in the show notes. Quote, when the music of Celine Dion makes a sweet Canadian love with the 11-time Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get Titanic, a musical celebration that turns one of the greatest love stories of all time into hysterical and joyful sleigh fest. Want to find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night? Our story begins when Celine Dion hijacks a Titanic museum tour and enchants the audience with her totally wild take, recharting the course of Titanic's beloved moments and characters with her iconic song catalog, featuring powerhouse voices and show-stopping numbers, plus contemporary pop culture and punchy odes to the 90s film, Titanic is a -a one-of-a-kind musical voyage bursting with nostalgia, and heart. See you aboard the ship of dreams, girlfriends. Okay, guys. I <laughs> I was very hesitant to even watch a clip from this. I was very concerned about any sort of Titanic history being besmirched. That is not what's going on here. This is This looks so fun and joyful, and I want to talk about it for a few minutes. So this is Unsinkable, the Titanic podcast. I'm LA Beatles, of course, and this is the wonderful absurdity of the musical Titanic. (laughs) This is a completely unscripted episode. I actually bumped another episode I was working on to get this in your feed first. Don't worry, that one is also something fun related to the 97 movie and you'll still get that very soon. Uh, I want to just share my sort of personal journey with finding Titanic So I guess about a year and a half ago, it was still pretty early in the pandemic, so maybe early 2021. I honestly can't remember. I was listening to a podcast, and uh, two women on it had, I guess, gained early access to this musical in a live stream format, maybe when they were testing it, uh... I don't think it was having an official run yet, but it was available online. It might have been like, through available through the improv community or something. I- I'm just not sure. That's either here nor there. They were talking about it in terms of being offended. And I interpreted that at the time as, gosh, this is probably very offensive to Titanic history and passengers. And so I I think I'm just going to steer clear of this 100% pretend like it doesn't exist. And that seemed pretty easy because I didn't hear anything else about it. But then about two or three months ago, I started getting so many messages, emails, uh, or friends, you know, in real life, I hate that term, but uh, would mention it. And apparently, Titanic the musical started an off, off Broadway theater earlier in 2022 to a very, very small crowd, but built steam really consistently and is now moved to a bigger theater off Broadway. And it's just an absolute sensation, apparently. There are some people who have gone multiple times 12, 13 times, and those people call themselves Tai Staniques. Tai Staniques. So, and I, I just was thinking like, I can't ignore this thing. I read that in an article and I realized I can't ignore this thing. This is Titanic in our culture persistent, like I'm always talking about. This propensity for our American culture to always carve out a fun little corner for Titanic. And now since 97, that corner has mostly been carved out for things related to the 97 movie, which is so interesting. So couldn't ignore it anymore. This is exactly what this podcast is all about, which is all of the ways in which Titanic stays with us, for better, for worse, for funny, for not funny. So the other night, I my southern accent coming out a little bit. Uh, the other night, I just decided I'm going to watch some clips. And obviously, the whole thing is not available online. They are still actively doing these shows, so they're not going to release you know, the whole thing. But you can go to Titanic's YouTube channel, which is where I got the clip I played, and I'll play another clip in a minute. And I hope that... Uh, if someone from the production runs across this, please know I I play the clips just completely out of respect to just share a tiny bit with my listeners of what you're doing. And uh, I'm only sharing clips that are available on the public YouTube channel. So you can, you know, obviously just hit play and watch it on YouTube anytime you want. But there are a few clips. So I watched them. I watched uh, the uh, My Heart Will Go On trailer that they have, uh, which is sort of a trailer for the show, and apparently every night after the show, they sing My Heart Will Go On, and so uh, audience members can participate. I also uh, got to watch, uh, and you can too, (laughs) uh, the Celine Dion song To Love You More set to this rewritten dialogue between Jack and Rose. Actually, before, let me go ahead and play that before I say anything else, because I think to have the conversation that I want to sort of have, you need to get a sense of some of the dialogue and the tone here. So let me play that first. Hey, step up on the ledge. All right. Close your eyes. What? Hold on to the railing. Keep your eyes closed. Don't peek. I'm scared, Jack. Well, do you trust me? Trust you? I barely know you Oh Okay Well What's your sign? Leo Favorite color? (laughs) Burnt sienna Cool Well Now that we know each other a little better There's no need to be scared, Rose Do you trust me? I trust you, Jack Six Seven Eight eight, Nine Ten ten, Eleven me like you did before All right so you get a sense of what this is It is not about the ship Titanic It is about the cultural phenomenon of the movie Titanic and The song My Heart Will Go On, Celine Dion, and honestly, more than anything, which is something I didn't realize until I watched the clip. So I don't mean you guys don't need me to tell you this, but sometimes I have to remind myself of this to not judge things uh, before giving them a chance. That sounds like the simplest realization in the world, and even at 38 years old, I constantly have to remind myself that I prejudge this and let myself be influenced by commentary from people I don't even know. It is it is this beautiful ode to Celine Dion's music to the '97 movie, but when I say beautiful, I mean absolutely freaking absurd, and. The first thing you should know about this, and, and you can see it from watching the clips on YouTube if you do, is that you have to have a really open and liberal sense of humor to appreciate this. So apparently there are different parts of the musical that are rewritten every night. Uh, there is, what is, let me let me pull up everyone's name. So one of the co-authors, and she is the one who stars, she's the one who plays Celine Dion leading You know, audience goers through this whole journey is a woman named Maria Mendel. She has apparently one spot in the show that is improv and different every night. (laughs) So people go back again and again to see what she's going to do. With that. Um, So she wrote this with uh, another comedian actor named Constantine Ruselli. So this is their brainchild along with uh, someone named Ty Blue. Yes, he is the director and producer. And they conceptualized this a couple of years ago, just kind of sitting around thinking about Titanic, thinking about Celine Dion. They workshopped it in Los Angeles where they were living at the time and realized that every time that they workshopped it or did in improv with this sort of theme people went crazy and loved it and so eventually they got into a real development stage with it and one of them i believe it was Rusali ends up on some sort of island vacation weirdly and randomly with someone in Celine Dion's team or someone that had worked with Celine Dion, told them about the project and actually ended up getting the rights to Celine Dion's catalog. And while Celine Dion has not reportedly been to the show yet, she has given it her full seal of approval and appreciates it. So that was important information for me to find out as well. You know, when you're dealing with a parody, it's that's a fine line and you always have to think about the source material, and is someone uh, is someone being misrepresented, or is there some? amount of malice sometimes in sarcasm and parody, which unfortunately sometimes there is. But this is just pure fun. And apparently Celine Dion recognized that and is self-deprecating enough to understand this is funny. Go for it. So they have her full blessing. A few things. So it's in my mind, and I haven't seen it yet. Full disclosure, I haven't seen this thing. And if anyone from the Titanic team hears this and wants to fly me up to come to a performance and report back, I will get on a plane tomorrow. Uh, No joke. Uh, So I haven't seen this, but just from what I've observed from watching clips and reading several articles online, which I can link in the show notes as well, a few things just to point out. So the characters in this, again, are not Titanic passengers, except for one. And we'll get to that in a minute. Ruth is played by a man, which has apparently been a, like, rip-roaring success as a character, one of the funniest parts of the play. Like I mentioned before, Frankie... Grande, I already forgot his name. He originated the part, he doesn't play it anymore, apparently he has left, but he originated the part as Victor Garber, which is essentially the Thomas Andrews character, but they do not call him Thomas Andrews, which I think is a show of respect, and instead it's just the character of Victor Garber. Uh, Someone is credited as a seaman slash the iceberg, so that really intrigues me. Uh, There is a character named Luigi, which I'm sure is supposed to be Fabrizio. The one character, that is a Titanic passenger, from what I can gather. I could be wrong. There could be more. Is Molly Brown? I do think, from my general observations, that that seems unnecessary. The Molly Brown persona portrayed here is the very stereotypical loud Western woman who has something to say about everything, and and everyone's annoyed by. So, I'm not a fan of that. I think in a situation like this when you tiptoe into the real waters, pardon the pun, of uh, the historical trauma, that's a little bit more questionable. But besides that, I feel like the real beauty here is that it's not Titanic the ship. This is Titanic the 97 movie, which I just spent, you know, almost two weeks really constantly on Instagram talking to so many of you about how much joy it brings into our life, how ridiculous our love of it can be sometimes. And I'm developing a, um, I alluded to it, but I'll go ahead and tell you what it is. I'm developing an episode on Titanic fan fiction and the history of fan fiction more generally. I don't know. I think some of us call ourselves crazy, but really it's this beautiful thing that we're just obsessed with this one movie that came out in 1997. And I think here's three people, the creators, who took that love, took that crazy feeling and turned it into more art. And you know, it's based in humor and you have to be someone who's open to that. But if you are, it seems like a really, really good time. It is at the Daryl Roth Theater off Broadway in New York. And right now it's had months of sold out shows. So if you are in the New York area, you should try to get tickets, but judging from what I'm hearing, I think that They may be sold out. I think as of right now, it's supposed to run until May, the end of May. But there have been rumors online I read about extending it. Now, a couple more interesting things I read online. Uh, Victor Garber has been to see the show. Obviously, he's the actor who played the shipbuilder Thomas Andrews in the film. And he is a very beloved actor, beloved by me as well. He came to the show and absolutely loved it. So there's a vote of confidence from one of our true blue 97 crew. Another really important aspect of the show is inclusivity. LGBTQ audiences have really embraced this show. That is important to... Recognize and talk about because the 97 movie has played such an important role for the LGBTQ plus community as a whole. Mendel, who's one of the co-authors, said, "quote I never thought that we were writing something so inherently queer. It's just intrinsic in our DNA, DNA and our sense of humor. And I think to embrace that aspect of it is incredible and wonderful and inclusive. And apparently, people come." dressed to the nines to this show. It is a come as you are. Do you want to wear a sequin ball gown and a tiara? Do you want to wear feathers? (laughs) I think it's a, you know, throw back a cocktail and have a rip roaring time sort of feel. And I'm so jealous that I'm not there in the audience uh, right now. It's 90 minutes. It's pure, apparently it's just pure fun and campiness and just constant concentration of pop culture references in every line. And there's a Vulture article I read where the author is just like, quote, Titanic is so stupid <laughs> I love that that, it, it, that it, it is its inherent strength and the source of its absurd charm. Its own creators refer to it lovingly and with regularity as janky for its rangy spirit again, it's just for fun. And I think that sometimes there is just a moment in your life for trashy fun. I actually was last night, I got to do something really cool. I went to the Paramount Theater here in Austin and saw Anthony Porowski live. He is the one who does the kind of cooking part on Queer Eye. Uh, Anthony, he's delightful and wonderful. And he did a, like a demo and a Q&A session. And it was so fun. But right in the middle of the show, he's doing some cooking and talking about, you know, just being home on a Saturday night or, or I forget which night of the week it was. And uh, And what he does, and he said he makes nachos and puts on House Real Housewives, and he kind of looks at the audience at all of us, and he says, "Sometimes it's just time for trash," and it's so true. I, you know. I probably have given the feel on this podcast just because so much of what I have covered is so serious. I probably have given the impression at times that I'm a very staid individual and and so serious with Titanic history that I wouldn't be open to this kind of thing, but that's not true. I'm completely open to it, and I'm so glad that I'm aware of it now. So if you have thoughts, if you have been to see it, please let me know, Uh, send feedback or pop. Into Instagram and send me a DM or comment. I think the joy of this thing that we all—or not all of us, but many of us—have bonded over in the '97 movie. I think Titanic is such a wonderful representation of the fun of it. And to be clear, I'm—I was born in 1984, so I'm a true '90s kid. I was a kid in the '90s, and Celine Dion was just so important to all of us. And you look go back and you watch her music videos now, especially for My Heart Will Go On, they're ridiculously cheesy but in the best way possible. Again, absurd absurdity and beauty existing together. And so to see this musical as a pure celebration of the songs from her that we all love and to unabashedly get to celebrate that too, I think that's one of the most important parts about what they're trying to do with Titanic. So who knows, maybe it will extend its run and I'll get to see it while it's still in New York, or maybe they'll do some sort of traveling show with it, which would be amazing, and more of us will get to see it. If that happens, I will, of course, inform you immediately and do a pod on that as well. In the meantime, thank you for dropping in for this random fun episode. I am recording on a Friday, so I am just a couple hours away from popping a beer and making some, I don't know, maybe some nachos myself. That sounds good now. And relaxing. And I hope that wherever you are and whenever it is, you're doing the same as well, whatever relaxing looks like for you. Make sure to subscribe to the show, give a quick rating and review if you're liking it. If you're a new listener, welcome and jump back in the catalog. There's lots lot there. And I will see you next week for Titanic fan fiction. <laughs> it's going to be a wild ride. Uh, And also, wait, I I don't know if I'll reveal it yet. I've got a lot of good episodes in the works. I haven't decided what order. So maybe I'll I'll sit on on the reveal there. But as always, thank you for listening. Patreon, links, anything's in the show notes, go there. (laughs) I'm pointing down as if I'm pointing at your phone. Show notes is where everything is. Talk soon, guys. Bye.